just back from UFC 244. It's MMA and beyond. Thank you so much for listening live here from Longo and Weidman MMA. It's so good to be back. Thank you, everyone who who, uh, subscribes. Thank you for following us wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a five-star rating. It helps other people find our podcast and uh, so many people enjoying it all around the world. Thank you so much. Ray Longo, what's going on, my brother? Man, that uh, UFC, MSG, bad motherfucker. Bad motherfucker, Bill? Delivered. They delivered, man. The whole card delivered, man. Guys were going at it. Uh, Saw a lot of upsets and just a great night of fights. The ambiance in the arena was great. Trump showed up. Uh, the Rock was there. It just had it had that feel of a big big fight, big fight feel at uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, like again, the ambiance was crazy. Yeah, really well done. Like twenty thousand people, uh, incredible, and a great night of fights. Manimal, what's going on, brother? I was that card was stacked top to bottom. Even better fights than expected. Uh, although the, the main event, you know, the cut, and I see Doc Sherry next to me has a, a list. She has notes on uh, lacerations and when to stop about, so I'm definitely curious. That's the only hang-up with that card, although that fight was great up to that point. I thought uh, even though Masvidal was winning, Nate was making it competitive. You know, he got hurt early, but... Yeah, he had, he had his moments in the fight. I mean, Mahorhe definitely, uh, obviously, won it very more explosive. And, uh, you know, he was picking his shots better, and I think he hits a little harder. But yeah. Nate was never out of that fight. You know, once he got past the first round, he had a couple of rough moments. But, again, he had his moments in the fight, and rounds four and five would have been unbelievable, I think. And those are typically Nate's rounds. Yeah. Nate comes on strong late. You know, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, w- I would have liked to have seen rounds four and five, but uh, still overall the night was pretty f- pretty good, man. Oh, yeah, great fights. Well, what fight do you want to talk about? I mean, what do you... Well, first I want to so introduce Doc Sherry, Let's who's see here, who was working the fights last night. Madison Square Garden, the Doc, you, you gave your... I saw you run in the, the <laughs> octagon a few times uh, to help some people out and also to do... Uh, Crazy night, or, or uh, how did you feel about it? Yeah, it was a, a great experience, and the energy there was tremendous from a, from a ringside physician's point of view. Um, we were very, very busy, um, and thankfully, you know, everything turned out well for everybody. Yeah, some people got hit hard. Yeah, some people got hit really hard. Yeah, it, it, it's always interesting to me to see live people separated from their consciousness mm-hmm. as far as in, in such a brutal way. Uh, it, it's a, uh, it, it's a lot different than seeing it on TV for sure. Manimal, I'm sure you've seen it so many times. For me, it's still, it's oh, still, uh, it's still not so uh, common for me. But Matt, what, what a, what a great night, right? I, I had, the, I had the opportunity of sitting with you for a little while. The great Ray Longo, Manimal. People just so happy to be anywhere near him. Anywhere near him. He, he's a celebrity in his own right. Let me tell you something. If they don't know who can, Ray Longo is, can you, let Steve, in his words, let's see finish, fuck him. Even though this is fuck good. Him. <laughs> right, right. If Steve if, O doesn't know if who Steve I am. Steve O don't know he who you know. are, fuck him. Uh, fuck everybody. Who gives a fuck is right. That's right. You know, Ray is the, that's it. Ray says you're only a celebrity if Ray Longo knows you. That's the way it goes. But uh, no, I felt a lot, a lot of love at the garden, man. Again, the uh, the fans were great. Uh, the fights were great. Just a great night, man. It really was. And I was I was teeter-tottering on not even going. I'm really happy I went. I had a great time. I mean, you know, what what a, we had a great crew. Uh, Al, Al Joe, uh, Matt, his wife, Rebecca, Volante brought his buddy. Uh, sitting next to uh, Ian Hamlish. I hope I'm pronouncing the guy's name right. What a what a nice guy. Sweetheart of a guy. Uh, trains out with uh, Kamozi out, and, uh, I think Factory X is the name of Mark Montoya. But what a nice guy! So just getting to see everybody and catching up with some people was uh, it was it was great, man. Really, really good. I mean, it really had that Steve. It had that Ali Frazier feel. It, you know it, what I mean? It like had a feel to it. It had sure. a feel to it. You know, there you had you had enough celebrities there and. Uh, you know, a lot of the fighters were there. A lot of guys came in. I saw Volkanovski was there from uh, Australia. I mean, a lot of people from California flew in. That was a, it must have been pretty special for that, you know. So it had that, 
not not like that feel, but in that it was in that direction, man, of a big something big was happening. The the, the president of the United <laughs> States walked in. Exactly. Has there ever been a president at a MMA fight before? No, I, don't I think, think so. This first, was the first. Right? This was I think the that's the first. first. Yep. So that, that definitely says a lot about the promotional capabilities the front. of Masvidal and Nate Diaz. Right. And sat towards the front in an, in an arena with twenty thousand people in it. It was uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, right. That's right. They could have had him in a skybox. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just kept that thing, you know, closed down. Would have been, I guess, much easier from a security yeah. standpoint. But uh, I think hey, listen. I think that's who he tries to portray himself yeah. to be. So. Yeah, it's, be ringside, it's my understanding that he wanted to be there. Yeah. yeah. He you wanted want, to be there. He wanted to watch the fight. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's exciting. And, uh, he Dana actually White, wanted to watch the fight enough. Dana White posted a picture uh, on his Instagram, I'm sure on other social media, but I, I saw it on Instagram and it was uh, from behind him sitting in a, in a cou- on a couch chair and President Trump sitting on a couch chair next to him while they were watching the fights. And I think his caption was watching fights. And I thought that was pretty cool in the sense, re- regardless of where your political leanings may be, for those of you who are already... Uh, with the blood pressure that we're talking about this, but just from a, a standpoint of building a business and growing a business from what Dana White and the Fertitta brothers did uh, when they acquired and took over the UFC to then just sitting in a sold-out Madison Square Garden next to the President of the United States just before he goes and takes his seat in the front. I think that's a pretty cool moment for Dana White. I agree with you completely. That's got to be... A pinnacle of because that's a success. story to get there, you know. Yes, that's the, that's one of those overnight successes that takes uh, decades. Yes, Manimal, did you get a flashback from uh, from your performance at Madison Square Garden? <laughs> uh, oh boy! Like I said before, uh, <laughs> the time for feasting is over. Oh right. wow! You're wow. done. Oh, You're wow. done feasting. He's well, done feasting for, for this for this part. Wow! Yeah, like, I, 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 that's We're pretty get good. Back to work. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the garden will always be there, right? When you when you do something epic, right? It's always there to go back to. But right now, I think I'm ready to make some uh, even more exciting stories. Well done. I told Ray I got some more in the tank. Ray, it does mean a lot, though. You having been to so many events and special events, that this one stands out a little. I know this is a. Uh, this is one that Madison Square Garden, something that you guys fought for for such a long time. And, and to have it here at the Garden and then uh, to be able to to be up close and to be surrounded by what are now your fighters, like the people you're mentioning, your fighters who have achieved success in the same organization. It's got to feel awesome, man. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that, that's what made it good to me, man. I got to hang out. Like, again, Al was Al was out of control. He was having a great time. <laughs> Funk Master Matt was singing. Of uh, course. Ran had to sit there and put up with all the hijinks. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Volante was out of his mind. He brought his buddy there who was who's a great guy. And again, that, that that's really what makes it for me, man, It's just – you know, we we all ended up together not even knowing it, Steve, too. Yeah. Oh, shit, really? So that that was even crazier. Huh. So, uh, yeah, just it was a good night out. And I, I always like those nights when everybody's together and we're watching fights and, you know, partying and doing all that shit, man. It's good. What was it like being at the Garden and having everyone sing Sweet Caroline? On TV, it sounded like... Pretty intense, right? You have a whole arena, 20,000 And who is that? What is that? Till's Walkout song? Yeah, is that Darren Till's, Till's Walkout song. song. Yeah. I mean, I, I only watched it at home, and I, and I heard the whole crowd singing that song. Ray, were you singing? I actually wasn't singing for some reason. Really? I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in, see, I'm in awe, Steve, that my buddy Matt, like Matt, my buddy Matt Serra, he, he fancies himself as singing now. I was in awe just watching him sing, so... Oh, okay. I guess he I sings loud that, enough for the three of you. Yeah, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get that song on the guitar. That's gonna be Matt's first song. We're gonna do a a duet. Oh my I go, god! I think we got the song. <laughs> Neil Diamond. We're <laughs> doing it. We will song? do it. Sweet Caroline. Oh, you are. That's he the, loves that's that it. song. He I don't loves know. that song. Okay. Oh, he, he just, was feeling it. He loves singing. Oh, oh, he was feeling it. Uh, he was singing to a sold out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Oh no, he was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even sure what was going on. I'm telling you right now. I really didn't know. But uh, he got Al, Joe, and Al, and everybody. It was funny. It was pretty funny. But uh, I think I got caught off guard, so I was more in a state of shock. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, keep your eyes open on iTunes for Ray Longo and Matt Serra. They're coming out with an album next summer. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we so aside from a bunch of fights, I want to shout out to Lyman Good, who who really showed up, huh? Oh man, I gotta tell you, man, uh, the first three fights I thought were really really good. I mean, Caitlin, Caitlin, did she did great. great. I thought she pitched a shutout. Yeah. Uh, distance was great. She mixed up uh, the combinations really well. She just looked great. Uh, Julio Aussie, I thought, even though he lost, I thought he could have won that fight. It was close. Uh, that, that was, was close. close. That was a competitive fight. Lyman Good, I thought, was fantastic. Better uh, than good. Yeah, better than good. Yeah, well, Lyman Good, he, I, feel good like, I feel like that second round, he was in trouble a couple of times. And in the third round, he, he, he went and put an exclamation point on it, man. And that's... That's not easy. That looked good. And who are say well, that was a good fight again, a close one. And Caitlin just super technical, making it. She's getting just gets better. Yeah, and she better. used her range great. Yeah. She sticks to the game plan. And uh, I was happy to see that you know in the notes Dana White said he's going to offer a title shot. Yeah, I mean that's she's earned it. Yeah, you know, without a doubt. I mean, there's not much more she could do. She, and, and I don't see good. who else they're going to give that shot to anyway. I mean, and pretty much Manuel was excited about it, talking about it even before the show. What what a uh, what a uh, danger Caitlyn could be. I think Caitlyn's actually a, a real threat to Valentina because of uh, her ability to keep the range in a five round fight. If it can last, that might uh, frustrate her a little bit. I mean, yeah, of course I'm, I love I'm, Valentina, but. You know, Caitlin is a hometown. Look, girl, I, so I, I agree. I, I agree with Manimal. Like, uh, Caitlin can make that fight really awkward for Valentina. Mm-hmm. She, she can make it a problem. To, you know? for her, yeah. Valentina's explosive, but I think she can. Uh, she's got the length, and she's starting to. It looks like she sat down she, on a couple of punches. She has she good could, combos. Yeah. yeah, she puts together good combos, good kicks. Yeah. I mean, I like I like Caitlin's yeah. style on the feet. She has. She's. I good. think Jennifer Maya is tough. I think she caught a couple overhand rights that that uh, that might have made put somebody else in trouble. Yeah, she, so it looks like a chin looks good. That's what I'm saying. That's a she deserves that fight. Yeah, and uh, and she's diligent. I see her at Hanzo's training. Yeah, yeah. You know, she, she puts she, the time. She, she in. puts in the time. And, yeah, and I got to tell you, I th- I think she gets it too. You know what I mean? I think she understands uh, fighting, and a lot of she's people smart, are just in there throwing and doing. Well, but I smart. think she gets. It. Yeah, she's intelligent. She's smart. She surrounds herself with good, successful people as well. Yeah. And she puts in the work, like I said, my animal, not just Henzo. She trains at multiple gyms with, yeah. and she trains the range Ricci, of the best of the best. I know that she works fight shape Ricci here. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it's a uh, cheers to Caitlin. Good things, uh, good things ahead for sure. Did you see uh, that, that kid? And I say kid because he's four years away from being able to rent a car. Uh, Edmund Shabazin. Shabazin. He was all over. Tavares I got to tell you that fight. fight I missed. He was all Buddy, over him. He, he, that kid, he's 21 years old, Ray. Wow. And he looked like he's been doing this forever. So skilled, yeah. so powerful. And Brad Tavares is not, is not a, uh, a soft dude. And he knocked him dead. Mm-hmm. Doc, Quick, too. He had him hurt twice in that fight. Was that oh. one of your fights, Doc? No, that wasn't one of mine. <laughs> that, that wasn't because one of mine. Brad got, he got his clock cleaned, yeah. man. And that guy, if you can knock out Brad Tavares like that, you hit hard. Mm-hmm. It was with the he finished him with the head kick too. Right? Yeah, it almost the same one. Almost the same one that, that got Gillespie, Gillespie got hit with, but not as much of an impact because fucking. I tell you what, you want to talk about fights I didn't see going that way. I did not see Kevin Lee and Gillespie going that way. I thought it was going to be more of a grind. I thought Gillespie was going to get him against the cage a little bit, and then uh, we'd see some wrestling out of Kevin Lee, and uh, you know I thought it was going to be like three rounds. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I had Gillespie. I thought Gillespie was going to win the fight. And man, he got beat too. Flat so crazy. That's one of the worst yeah. knockouts. The way he flew against the cage was like fucking Mortal Kombat out there. This business is so cruel because it's like so cruel. The, the day before they're talking about Gillespie's got the key to Khabib. They yeah. got the, all this, and then boom. Don't worry now, about Khabib. All that conversation's gone. Don't worry about Kevin Lee. Yeah, yeah. and that's you, what do you think, Ray? So you it. say so? I don't know. If, I don't know who had said this. Maybe it wasn't Ray. But I, I think someone was saying they, they thought the problem was like his camp, his uh, management, Kevin Lee. No, and now I, that I, he, I, I, I don't know. I, who I, I, I know. I know. I didn't say that because I know what I always say. Kevin Lee is Kevin Lee's problem. Yeah, Kevin Lee's Kevin Lee's problem. Right. So I, I did. I, I did it. say so, this. I said if he's going to be successful in this fight, I, I do think Faraz was the guy to at least talk sense into him. 
and give him a game plan and make him respect the wrestling mm-hmm. of Gillespie. And you could see he came out with the low stance. He was at least yeah. trying something. And I got to give, I don't even know, but I have to give Faraz credit because Faraz isn't stupid. And Kevin Lee is an athlete. And again, if he doesn't kill himself, he's, he's going to be good. So I think right now for that, um, you know, I think Faraz did a great job. I don't even like, again, I'm not sure what he did, but he did, you know, he, I do believe Kevin Lee was successful because of Faraz. That's what I was yeah, getting without at. a yeah, doubt. That's like, what I was trying to get at. You know, yeah, so. What and, you think uh, made the difference in that fight? Exactly. Well, he Kevin- needed some, he needed a change. And I, like, again, whether he was going to follow what Faraz said, who the hell knows, but it looked like he, he came out, they lowered his elevation a mm-hmm. little bit. Maybe that deterred, you know, Gillespie from shooting. Maybe he doesn't want to expend the energy if he doesn't get him down and then get tied with a guy that could throw pretty hard. But, um, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was great, it but nice it was a, too. it was a big step up for Gregor. I mean, that's it. That was like 12. Well, no, I'm just saying, though, he has, he didn't have a lot of names on his resume. Kevin Lee has fought everybody. Yeah. You know, so that's a big, that's a big difference. And like, again, if his head is straight, he's a different animal, but he seems to just go off the rails somewhere, you know. Just from watching as a ringside physician, it looked like um, Kevin was a little bit more composed and relaxed in there, and that. Uh, you know, from the beginning, Gregor was a little bit more frenetic. How, how was Kevin Lee's entrance? I didn't see that. Did anybody see it? Was it the same as when he came out with Al? No, Dan- he, he was. He seemed really focused, and and he I wasn't think he dancing, was dancing or anything like that. I don't he think was, he was dancing. No, he wasn't dancing. He was really focused. He came out and looked. He was focused after the win too. He he looked focused after he won. Quiet. So he looked very focused for that fight. Yeah, no, wait, hold on, Doc. There's a question I got. I mean, once again. The guy had a growth coming out of his chest that you could see, like I could see from my seats. It was, it looked, it looked awful, man. Yeah. So I know the only thing that I can tell you is I wasn't the doctor who who had looked at it initially. There were two separate doctors who examined him before to decide, you know, uh, what that was and whether or not he could compete. Yeah. Nobody's been addressing that. Nobody said anything. <laughs> in the, uh, what? What are you? What? Yeah. Like so, how does that go? How, how does that how does that conversation go in in the back? So there are two. New York has two separate physicals. One is the day before by the weigh-ins. That's very extensive, and the physician then would record what they think is may or may not be a problem. Um, if there's a skin lesion that somebody is is worried about, they'll address it, and the chief medical officer will come in and, and take a look. If they're not sure, that person will be sent to a dermatologist. The following day, that lesion is looked at again. And then, you know, that second doctor, who's an independent doctor, will determine whether or not... Do we, do we know what it was? I can't answer that. Right. He said it wasn't staph. It looked like staph. But Kevin Lee said it was like an well, ingrown I mean, Kevin hat. Lee, an ingrown... Did you That's see the size of that thing? Yeah, it was fucking big. It should look like staph. But he I says mean, it wasn't. Like really? I mean, that... I mean, this is the second time, though. It was the same thing with Ferguson, and we found out he was on antibiotics. Well, if he was on antibiotics, he fought good. I mean, I think, I think Gregor, Gregor was worried about catching staff out of that. And he didn't want to grapple with him. I think he was he 100% <laughs> he, was worried about he that. He was worried. He was like, you know, man, if I, I get my that's face what, in this guy's chest. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck it. I um, mean, did you see the size of that thing? <laughs> I mean, if you see it, it's sizable. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> once, once the, a, once the doc stays quiet. I <laughs> love it. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't even want to say anything. It, 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 so what what happens with with Gregor Gillespie here, Doc? So he a knockout like that. Imagine the suspension is months. Right? Yeah. So um, that was a significant knockout, and for me, the most troubling thing the about that was the loud. way he landed in terms of his neck, um, and the way he was initially breathing. Um, so once we stabilized his neck and he came to and we were able to clear that um, and he recognized who I was, we were able to go. But with that being said, uh, he's going to have a 90-day suspension, certain medical tests that need to be done before he's cleared to compete again. Wow. Manimal, did you turn, what did you turn off, man? No, I told him to turn the heat off because I couldn't hear anything. All right. 
two hot sitting next to me. What do you oh, want? Fuck. Woo, I'm on fire, baby. There it is. Woo! Oh, you know what? The rest of this card was like the most durable opponents ever. Blagoy Ivanov. That guy took a savage beating from the beast. Then Vicente Luque took another savage beating. I don't know if Kelvin Gastelum took a savage beating, but they were. Kelvin, I don't even know if he got hit. He didn't really get hit. <laughs> his leg a little beast. bit. His no, leg a little bit. And then Nate back. Diaz. You know what, Steve? Go back to Luque against uh, Wonderboy. I, I thought that was Wonderboy's best fight ever. I he mean, looked he had, incredible. He had the right dance partner, an aggressive guy that comes straight forward. I mean, he. I thought he painted a masterpiece in that fight. I mean, his combinations, his accuracy, the jab, the, the angles. I mean, uh, just knocking him off his feet twice with a sidekick. Mm-hmm. Where are you seeing that? I mean, I that, that was fight. really freaking – that was good, man. Fight. And he what threw that, ja- that sidekick like a jab. Yeah, no, he, he punched him. He lifted and him he, off his feet. Yeah. And from both sides. Yeah. Jab good from both sides. Man, he looked great. Great straight lefts, too. I remember him. I mean, really, nice really. And you know what? And I oh. like what he did. He got him against the cage when he was hurt, and he didn't overdo it. He didn't get greedy. Uh, he just got a very decisive win. I think uh, 30-26 is pretty appropriate, mm-hmm. or 30-27 at least. I mean, I easily. A so. couple times he stayed in the pocket. To, yeah, no, to, no. He to sat down some, on some punches. To get some shots off. Like, he yeah. stood in there. I mean, he got, he took some shots, too. Without, I mean, without a doubt, Luke's tough. Luke he took a what a beat. I mean, he was he got dropped two or three times in that fight, right? Uh, I don't know got, about uh. Well, he got dropped with a sidekick. Even if you say that's a balanced thing, those yeah, body yeah, shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're considering that, then he they definitely got knocked off his feet. Yeah, he got knocked off his feet. I mean, he didn't get knocked out, but I mean, he was he was in trouble a few times. He's just very durable. If Manimal, if someone's able to knock you off balance like that, that that does that have a a psychological effect on you? I, I would imagine everything in combat has a psychological effect on you. When you're doing good, it has a psychological effect also. So uh, I would imagine it's a little disheartening if you just get knocked off your feet. You know you know what it is, Steve? He He's not winning the fight to begin with. Right. And it's like in Thai boxing. When they... They throw you to the floor. It's more of a humiliation thing. It's <laughs> right. not. They're not getting points for that. So this guy's already having a rough night. Then he's got to get sidekicked off his feet like in a Bruce Lee movie. <laughs> That's not sitting good with him. You know what I mean? And plus, now he's hesitant to go in. It makes it even worse. He doesn't want it to happen again. And the kick's coming out of nowhere because he's not seeing that in sparring a lot. So right. it's a major problem. I mean, it just added to... It just added to the whole negative spiral that guy was going through, man. It really wasn't. That guy's tough as nails, and he got buckled a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I imagine Wonder Boy's a difficult person to mimic in sparring. I'm 100% correct yeah, on who's, that. who's doing keeping their hands that low, that yeah. bouncy style, and switch their stance, I mean, effortlessly. Yeah, he switches stance every he, time. He, knows, he knows how to really, really manage his distance well and uh, – He's got so many tools from so many angles. It just, it's really confusing and frustrating, I would say. And an underrated ground game. You don't, yeah, no, you don't really see it, but I, but you know, a couple of times I see him training at Sarah's when yeah, he comes yeah, up to New York yeah, and no, he actually no, has good. a good, good fundamental, good solid ground game. Yeah. You know, he doesn't need to use it because he's such a superior striker. To, I mean, his brother-in-law is Carlos Machado, so uh, I think that helps. So, well, I, I don't think you could be good by uh, genetics, you know. Well, you have a guy, but you can be. Well, he's a fighter. What are you talking about, genetics? Well, first of all, there's he's no, there's no genetics there, man. I'm all, wait, I do, I I, he's all right. You know when he was doing good, Steve? He uh, might he's be. doing good. Holy he can't shit. be good by association. Yeah, okay, good If fucking guys were good by association, everyone that talks to you would be a world champion. Yeah, right? Exactly. You know, it doesn't happen, right? No. So... <laughs> Uh, he'll be rubbing his head on the mic in a second. I want you to rub your head on the mic first. You have uh, now entered the Manimal Zone. The Manimal Zone. Take it away, Manimal. The Black Beast and Blagoy. Is that Blagoy Ivanov? Yo, that was a good fight. I like that fight. Derek Lewis, they're like, he's in shape now. He was only walking around at 300 pounds. I'm so fucking jealous. We're only walking around at 300 pounds. They're like, oh, you didn't have to cut that much to heavyweight. I'm like, you bastard. He should get a Popeye sponsorship. But uh, Derek Lewis looked good in that fight. He only throws the right hand. Too bad. He caught him with the uppercut a few times, though. Just saying. Uh, who else was good? Yeah, the Wonderboy <laughs> fight was great. 
Oh, do you want to talk before we could do the main event? Darren Till, Kelvin Gastel. Well, don't, don't we do like? Don't you have a way of just going across the board on <laughs> what we talk about? Yeah, we like to go across. <laughs> the You want to like discuss the Canelo Alvarez fight? <laughs> oh, that was a good fight, actually. Yeah, who that won? Canelo Alvarez, eleventh round. Very good. Just check. I watched. It, yeah, it was it? Right. okay. Fun. So listen, I'm not a huge boxing fan. However, lately. The heavyweight division in boxing has actually been relatively exciting because Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, and Andy well, Ruiz. I like these guys. Very impressive. And then in the in the lighter divisions, Canelo Alvarez. I like. I like Triple G. I like uh, that other guy who's coming up. What's his name? Lomachenko. There's a few guys that like look good. Like I actually can watch a couple boxing fights now. Usually, because I'm you know I, usually I'm not much of a. What boxing about fan. figure figure skating? Anybody you want to bring up in that? No, but did, you, did I tell you I trained professional figure skaters? No, I, was strength no, and I was a strength and conditioning coach for <laughs> figure skating champions. Yeah, you might as well yeah. tell us now. Might as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. Going I, down I, am. I think we're, I, down, I we're already in the rabbit hole. Because yeah. they, Olymp- they do a lot of Olympic lifting. And I'm a decent Olympic lifting coach at a cross. Anybody you want to shout out? No, it's okay. Really? They're no. Retired. Yeah, they're like 18. They're too old now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is no, that, they don't listen to the show anyway. It wouldn't really matter. Really? Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Somebody that you've crossed paths with doesn't listen to the show? No, it's too MMA related for them. They're not really fight fans. Okay. I, just like I don't really watch figure skating. They don't really watch Sarah Hughes. I mean, I know who that is, but. But, you, uh, but that was but who you were training? Right okay, just checking. Peggy Fleming. <laughs> <laughs> he was in diapers then. I was in diapers. <laughs> it's true. Huh? Come on, seriously. Chrissy Yamaguchi. <laughs> <laughs> I think he gave it to us. Oh, it's oh, Yamaguchi. It's Yamaguchi. Wait, you know, like it's the train with at least it's Tanya Harding. She's the box. Oh, wow. Over there when I was training there. Tanya Harding was there. Yeah, so funny. Holy crap. Okay, well, do you want to talk about She did like a celebrity or? boxing. She did, like, yeah. She, no, she, she was like training boxing. I think she had like a couple fights. Um. Do you guys want to talk about MMA fights? What do you want to do? We're, we're, we're trying to get some fight I, time. Well, we entered the manimals. We entered the manimals. How long you want to stay in the manimals? What I would like. Already my show. What I would. You know, because hold on. Actually, if we're going to be in the manimal zone, you know, I did get a question from a listener. I don't know why they didn't want to ask MMA and Beyond Instagram, but they obviously realized That's it's my cool, show because I so say doc, every single wanna, time you could reach us through any 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 of our medium. Oh yeah, that's why. But they were, right, you guys, even let, before the Nate Diaz wait, hold on a second. happened, they were concerned about the media. Steve, let's give him another two minutes, and then we'll just cut yeah. him off completely. But guys, what were you going to say? Your fan, what do you want to know? What was the question? Want, yeah. And then I'm going to turn it over uh, to the so doctor. Do it. Do it. This, is, it. this is super relevant. The best time. So MMA Spectator, I'm walking out. MMA Spectator messaged me, and uh, he wanted to know what you thought about uh, like someone's predisposition to a cut. So like we know Nate cuts a lot. Yes. He's predisposed to a cut. He had that cut at the Pettis fight. Does that give you any leeway? You know, what do you guys look for when stopping a fight? And he asked me this before the fight because everyone was worried about the cuts. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that question look has... Look at Doc. What are you looking at me for? She's answering the question. You were looking at me. You looked at I'm me. I'm looking at Doc. <laughs> Steve, really, seriously. It's crazy. This is not, this is not <laughs> this good. This is it. I don't yes. think I like this setup. No, I, I, I definitely... We have to... We have so, to go back for to those of you listening, we're, we're practicing... Uh, having some video as we expand the show, not only through the website and blog, but through video on YouTube. Uh, we're practicing with video. So today, I kind of set it across. We almost look like a panel. Yeah. I'm sure we'll we'll get a couple snippets yeah, because, out of this. But I can't really see Ray. Right. I can't, I think, I can't it, really I think it's it's confusing. Yeah. Plus, I think it 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 opened up a crack it, that let yes, him yes. see through so we could take control of the microphone <laughs> right. easier than if we're all looking at each other. Right, right. No, I agree. I think he exploited, yeah. he's actually exploited your experiment. Yeah, he's, you he's, he saw the weakness in the setup and he's like, oh, wow, I can just look this oh, right. way and yeah, it's, uninterrupted. It's, it's almost like stealing something and nobody's looking at you. And he's just like, wow, this is easy. the way I set it up, the camera is yeah, actually like, pointing at he's him very happy. we happen to be in the yeah, he's very, well, ha- well, very really happy with himself. And right. Now he's, and now he's renaming the show, Manimal and Beyond. Yeah. Manimal and his periphery. Yeah. And still, and still, we haven't got to this cut issue. Yes. Go ahead, do it. Take it All away. Right, go ahead. Okay. The doc. So um, there are several things that a doctor is going to look for. So the location of the wound, how deep it is, what the length is, whether or not it's an arterial bleed or venous. Because every time the heart pumps, if it's arterial, you're going to be getting a spurt. 
Um, you know, can the cut man control that bleeding, right? And also uh, the effect on the opponent. Um, if somebody's bleeding continuously and that person's a grappler, you know, is it so slippery at that point where you're actually giving an unfair advantage to the other opponent? Um, so there are certain places that a doctor will stop the fight. Um, if the tear duct is involved, there's not a lot of blood, but that's a very difficult um, area to control and, and to repair. So that's a problem. Um, cut through completely through the lip um, or the pink portion of the lip is, is a place where we need to stop it. Um, there's a place on the, on the cheekbone uh, where there's a nerve that comes through, the inferior orbital nerve, and one on top of the eyebrow called the superior orbital nerve. So if the cut is deep enough to involve those, we have to stop it. Mm. Um, the portion of the upper lid that, that um, is a little bit thicker, there's something called the tarsal plate. If that's involved, it's a very difficult repair. So we, the uh, eyelid may not close, and that's something that may uh, harm a, a fighter long term mm -hmm. um, because the eye then won't be able to uh, fight infections. So there are a bunch of things that we look for and whether or not certain other nerves are involved. Um, in terms of, um, you know, a person like, like uh, Nick, um, he's had a lot of scar tissue. So he had, I believe, a fight a couple of months ago where he got cut pretty much in the same spot. And when you have that buildup of scar tissue um, and it's and it's reopened, there's not really a lot of muscle that can close that. So he basically had kind of a gaping flap mm. um, at that point. And then another cut, which was significant below, close to where the inferior orbital nerve will be. Um, you had, we had some very, very experienced ringside doctors who looked at it and none of us like to stop fights for, for cuts. Um, but I think it was felt at that time that, you know, it was probably in his best interest to, to have it stopped. Um, I know that for myself, when I stop about, um, I like to paint a picture. Okay. So if I see, let's say, I think it was Shane Burgos. That was one of my fights where he had a cut. Mm -hmm. I won't get involved. I'll watch the cut man. But if you'll see me watch and, and I'm concerned enough about a fight, what I'll do is try to paint a, a story for the audience and I'll actually spread the cut so they can see what's going on because the surface damage is not nearly as bad as what's going on underneath. And that way you're sort of informing the, the audience about what's happening. Then I'll let the cut man work on it and I'll talk to the ref. And I'll say, look, you gotta watch this, this cut. If it opens again, I want you to call me in you know, I'll take another look at it. And at that point, it may stop the bout. I mean, I think that's very responsible. I don't know if that was that done that way at the Nate Diaz fight last night. Um, I know that you didn't work that fight. I know that. Yeah, I didn't work so that I, fight, but, but you, I don't we know had very, very competent yeah, people looking at it. Step. And I'm yeah. sure that they looked at it and felt that if it got hit again, it would have been, been a, a problem. I mean, yeah. I did see them working on the cut. Yeah. And that was an early cut. Yeah, and Jorge Masvidal was doing the right thing, throwing the elbows in close against the cage. You know, he he was looking for those elbows. Smart, knowing that that guy that made those cut. You know, Masvidal, I like his calculations. He's my very calculated. Yeah, my guess is that um, for future, or my recommendation would be for the future for Nick, would be probably to have plastics remove all mm -hmm. of that scar tissue, um, and then I think that he'll be back to to point zero. Okay. You know, now, so what do you think that would take to do that and, and heal from it? Like, let's say they want to run it back and run it back so that there's less of a likelihood of a cut happening. Because I, even though a lot of, even though the fight was, you know, that Masvidal was winning, I, I would love to see Nate do it. And Nate said he was a little compromised too, but everyone's a little compromised come fight time. It's hard not to be. So, but Nate said he it, couldn't really, it, you know, do what he wanted to do. But I would yeah. like to see what do you think it would take for him to heal up, get that surgery done that Nick had. It, 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 to fix the cuts. So if, if he were to have that scar tissue removed, mm -hmm. it, it would probably, I would guess, about six months. Six months and then train, so eight months before they could well, run it back. I'm sure he could, I mean, he could do some training. I don't think he would be sparring during that time. But no yeah. sparring during that time. So yeah. for your eight months. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I would guess. I, I would say, yeah. So. I, I'm... Uh, man, you could build that up to that fight. Are you sure you're okay with it? Oh, man, you could build <laughs> well, it up. Then, take, then, I, then I think, I think you should actually... nine months. Then I think you should, you no, he should, act, he should actually do it then. He should actually do it. If you sign it. off on that, that you're okay. I, I think so. Know. I think you're eight good months. You're good with minimum. that. Minimum. Yeah, eight wow. months. Right. And uh, this time, I think do it. Who's really... Who has a really shitty athletic commission? Go do it there. Well, you know they won't stop fights. No, I'm just kidding. Go to Japan. 
Do it in Japan. <laughs> Do it in Dubai. Do it. Right. Where there is no athletic commission. Well, there, Sherry... There's no athletic commission in Dubai, right? Um, I'm not aware I don't know. of one. I don't, I don't know. know. Is there an I athletic I commission out there? I'm curious. I don't know. I wonder. They, they don't have... Well, well, what the doc described was a really complex system of, of determining where the cut is and the, the severity of the cut. Uh, to establish all the information you need to, to see what you're going to do as far as the fight goes. We need a commission that does what our hospitals do, which is show up with a little chart with different smiley faces on it. And you and, and you point to it. Which one are you feeling right now? They always feel good. You always feel great. Then the fight great. keeps going. If you look, fight, at, if you look at Nate... I feel great. If, the if fight keeps going. If you look in the third round, right... And, you know, you can see he's beginning to be bothered by it because he's consistently yeah, exactly. wiping his eye. Yeah. yeah, so then you see that there is an effect. There was definitely an effect. Yeah. Ray, I yeah, feel... but I mean, he's more just wiping. That's like wiping sweat out of your face, too. I mean, he wasn't... He's just wiping the blood out. I right, think. but I'm saying that was the first round where I started seeing that. Right, right. Yeah. But, I mean, he could be wiping sweat out, too. Well, Nate said, if you sneeze on me, I bleed. Yeah. So he says, Some you know, guys he, cut easy. Yeah. yeah. He said, "You sneeze on me, I bleed." He was, he was looking good. How did you see the fight going? You, you, you hear different people talking about the fight. Hey, listen, Nate was getting his ass kicked, and it was going that way, and it looked like it was going to stay going that way. How did you see it, Ray Longo? Uh, you look, I, uh, Masvidal obviously won the first three rounds, but I saw, I, you know, at any given point in time, man, anything can happen. So. We know Nate's a volume guy, and we know he gets stronger as the fight goes on, and I would have loved to have seen what would happen. And I got to tell you, Jorge threw the kitchen sink at him, and he couldn't get rid of him. Right. And that, that could have an effect, and we don't know. That's what I'm saying. It was, it was still a competitive fight with Jorge getting the better of it, but Nate did have his moments in the fight, and... I think Masvidal handled it great, but you don't. You just don't know, man. You see, you see how many crazy things happen that night. You know what I mean? A guy could get knocked out in a split second. So I don't know, man. I, I would have loved to have seen ten more minutes of that. Or submitted. I mean, don't underestimate yeah. the ability of. He went for Nate. a heel hook. He went for the heel hook. You know, I would have liked to see him threaten the guillotine choke a little bit more against the cage. There were two opportunities. Where he could have threw, he could have positioned himself to throw a guillotine, and that's his best move too. I would have liked to see him look for a few more guillotine attempts personally through Nate. And Nate, you know, with a, with that kind of submission ability, you could finish a fight in an instant. Right. I mean, you see it happen, and he has opportunities both on the feet and on the ground, and he does come on strong late. So I would love to see them run that back. But I think. Dana White said he wasn't interested in that. I, right? I feel like, well, Dana White isn't interested in it. And if he isn't interested in it and it does not get run back, was that the last time we see Nate Diaz in the octagon? He already, Nate Diaz already said it was going to be, this is the start of fuckery, right? He yeah, was yeah, like, this yeah, is yeah. already the start of some fuckery. But I, I, I don't know if I it's think, the start I of think, fuckery. I think he's right. You think it's the start of I some fuckery right. for him? Uh, will we see him back in the octagon? If the, if the fight is right, I think we'll see him. I think he's all about the right fight, just like he did this. Look, first off, hats off to Nate Diaz. Again, yeah. he did not have to pick this fight. I and mean, so he soon. Picked, he picked the hardest fight you could pick. Masvidal is a killer. Yes. You know what I mean? So and Masvidal is I just think it better. goes to show you who Nate is, man. He be, wanted that challenge, knew it wasn't going to be an easy fight. You know, he definitely mm -hmm. knew that. And uh, look, I think the buildup... Like, again, in the ambience of the garden was crazy. So I think they were there for those guys. I don't think people came to that fight for anybody else, to be honest with you. I mean, come on. The Rock was there to put the BMF belt on Masvidal. Yeah, I mean, you know, know, they should get the BMF belt. They should have some stipulations for this. I think it should be unlimited five-minute rounds till someone wins. Well, it Unlimited fives. Well, unlimited five so someone wins you would so still you have can't get a bad motherfucker title it still well, wait, has unlimited, unlimited finish. wait hold on a second explain yes. that to me so unlimited fives all you need is one round then just unlimited oh you want to just do no time well, you limit said unlimited fives yeah if you do a five minute round one minute break as many as you need till oh someone you're saying gets as many as those as you need 12 fives I who cares yeah. who gives a fuck yeah, it's, not bad. Take the, we'll you know, take it's it. a bad motherfucker belt it's not a regular belt this is a yeah. and there's only one belt you have to relinquish your own belt. You don't get to keep it. There's only one. It's like an artifact. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's I like what I'm it. thinking. I think, I, think, I think he's on to something. And maybe you want to change the rules a little bit. Just 
can be creative. You fucking, it's all made up anyway, so make up whatever you want. If you're going to make shit up, make it up. Go over the top. Man, almost like seven minutes in, we throw in tax. Yeah. <laughs> seven minute rounds. Seven minutes. Seven minute rounds. Yeah. yeah. Fuck the athletic commission. Fuck the athletic commission. It's not shit. a real belt anyway. Yeah, fuck, but fuck it's a real fight. It's a fight. fucking fuck fake the human belt. body. <laughs> it is, it is human a human body. Well, though, Ray, hold on, Ray. Remember back in the day, fights had no time limit. Well, you without remember a, the old Without school? a doubt. Do you remember those old ass hook and shoot fights that used to go on for an hour? I remember this, a lot of those old hookers. <laughs> they used to go on for an, go hour, for an hour all the time <laughs> but uh but uh, you would be you know no, i mean i definitely trained a couple of guys for 30 minute fights back right remember day. it was yeah. just like one round 30 yeah. minutes so back you know back in the day there is a precedent for that probably used to do a first round 10 minutes two five so there's all different ways you know the way we make it is just we just fabricate it we just like what's what seems good five minutes seems like a good amount of time i think some of the the rules have been changed over time <laughs> Hopefully yeah. to protect people's <laughs> brains and bodies long term, like, so they remember can the good old days. This. Remember the yeah. good old days you just fought for an hour <laughs> for our entertainment. Yeah. Actually, no, it, it wasn't. It's more entertaining now because when guys fought for an hour, there was fucking eighty minutes in that hour. There was more time than the actual fight of them hugging each other. Those fights could get boring. Those hour long fights could wind up being half hugging. So. It is more exciting when the round is a little bit shorter. So then you could have, let's say, a guy's just smothering you. You'll at least get a break in the action for the guy who's a striker to do something again, right? So the five-minute round is more entertaining. If you're looking for a sport, you do need to do it this way. The gate, the gate was six point six million dollars. Six point six million dollars was over twenty thousand one hundred forty-three in attendance, including. President of the United States, Nate Diaz. Of course, there, a lot of people had had a problem with the doctor stoppage. Some people afterwards, like Dana White, said, "Yeah, I didn't like it either until I saw his face." And I said, "Oh wow, it's a good thing that he stopped it." Uh, Nate Diaz says, "The doctor played me. He was like, oh man, I don't know. Now nah, I'm good." He asks me, "You good? You can see out of that? Yeah, cool." Then he goes to the other guy and is like, "Fights off." He's right. The doc- I mean, it did look like that. That he was asking Nate, "Can you see?" And Nate was like, "Yeah, I'm good." And then he was like, nah, fights off. But it did, it looked like that. Like, he asked Nate, can you see? And Nate was like, I can see. And then he, I was in the other corner, so I didn't see that, you know, initially. Uh, I saw Nate in the back. Nate afterwards. definitely says, he's like, I can, I'm good. He's like, I'm good. I can see. Oh, no, he definitely thought he was fighting. You saw yeah, him. he, no, he didn't I, and, think and it I was gotta, And close. I got to tell you, I thought that doctor was walking right out of the octagon. Me too. You know what I mean? So I kind of believe Nate for sure. Because I think he, like, again, then he just happened to pass Migliotta and just told him the fight's off, and Dan called it off. I mean, you know, like you said, Doc, I respect the decision of the Athletic Commission. That's why we have an Athletic Commission. So It was an unpopular decision by the doctor. Let me ask him, why didn't the doctor just wave the fight off at that point? Why do you have to tell Dan? Usually they tell the ref, um, and the ref then, you know, calls it off. Yeah, usually the ref makes the decision. Like, even though it's a doctor stoppage, is that usually usually that's what has to happen? Do we know that? That's a rule? No, I don't believe it's a rule. It's just a a courtesy because, yeah. Because he's refereeing the bout. Right, he's refereeing the bout. They'll call it as a doctor stoppage, but it's usually you go up to the ref and say. But you see in the corner. Can the ref override that? The fight's over. Uh, You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That was a little odd that he walked away. Yeah. nonchalantly and just called off the fight. It did look weird because he was like, can yeah, you see? And he's the like, fight. I'm Why good. Not just say the fight's over and tell Dan that that's the way you announce he, it. He passed a handwritten note to the ref. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck, yeah. It, it was weird. It did look like he was going to walk out. I was like, oh, I hope they don't stop it. And, I, and then it was just like, oh, no, the fight's over. I was like, oh. I was like, all right. I was like, that was a little uh, anticlimactic. But uh, but it's a great fight up to that point, you know. Great fight up to that point. I'd like to see him take the eight months and do it again. But I don't know if Masvidal, Masvidal said he had injuries too, though. Yeah, Masvidal said he was banged up. He, he said he was, was banged up too. Twelve yeah. week camp, and he hurt his hand a couple of times. So you know, no one's in there. It's hard to be fresh. It, it's always something where what does come up is is what happens, and it seems like there's always some sort of controversy when things come to New York. I know that uh, I saw countless videos on on. Uh, Instagram about some something to do with the uh, gas lump on the scales and, 
And oh, the how, elbow. How you know what, Ray? Almost I'm a little upset about that. Okay. Almost instantly, Manimal. There was a meme on on Instagram that said, you know, the top the top four elbows of 2019. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it was some devastating elbows, and then one of them, of course, is his elbow on the trainer's shoulder. You know, I could have fucking used that. Let me tell you, Ray. Could we you gotta think practice of stuff that like move? That, bud. I, don't, I don't think your elbow reaches well, my first shoulder. Of all, yeah. That's probably true. I'd have to put it on your belly. Work. Can you do me a favor? Like you gain 50 maybe, pounds maybe and I'll, I'll, I'll rest like my I'm, elbow Maybe I'll make like I'm tying my shoe. It wouldn't, it wouldn't oh, even put work. It wouldn't even work if you brought Oh, Yeah, that would be good. Put Pumi in the corner. It would have to be Pumi. Yeah, that would be perfect. All right, let's plan this out. Then I'll go to 35. Beautiful. If if I can I have tell you what, guy... what's what's really weird is obviously I've been to a million of those weigh-ins. They don't let the coaches go up with the guy. They nope. they direct you. You go stand by the wall, and how that guy even got up there is crazy. He needed raise right. No one was instead of a support. I've never dog. had someone next to me when I weigh <laughs> in. Instead of a support dog waiver, he had a support coach waiver. Like other than the athletic commissioners, I've never like my coach never came up to the scale looking at the number. I think they were right? so busy. Like, I, I think I've they never were so seen, busy watching like, him hold the towel. Yeah. You know what I mean? That nobody noticed, perhaps that he was that he was going that was around the piggybacking back. Piggybacking on exactly. Coach. exactly. I don't know. It, it's kind. Of, it is kind of weird because yeah, usually you go step on the scale and you're kind of separated. It just from seems everyone. like there can never be a side. fight in New York without some sort of controversy. I think it kind of goes away because I mean, and you would think after the, after the yeah. Daniel Cormier uh, incident, right. Steve, you would think that they'd be all over that. But that's what even made him get away with it more because he made it so dramatic the way he took his hands off the towel to right. like, a, like a magician. Like Steve, you know yeah. what a magician yeah. is, right? Misdirection. So he takes his hands off the towel in such fucking dramatic fashion that you don't see his well, elbow. Let me just recap that, Steve. You the, do know what a magician is, I do. Like how, well, that's very good of you. I, I mean, I didn't... Like how a magician does sleight of hand. I honestly like didn't think you did. I, yeah. I learned something well, new. Animal definitely to the credit of the commission, though, they, they did admit that on, yeah. upon review, they, you know, saw that there was an error. Well, I mean, upon review... Well, it's review, almost upon, impossible upon to catch. Right. It was all over the upon, internet. Yeah. But it's impossible but, but to catch lines. Like, upon being mocked on social media. I'm just saying, if nobody got on the internet and it was never said, would anybody have said anything? It's hard to catch. Stuff. I don't think they Who would the fuck right. noticed yeah, right. it? Would you notice it? I don't think I would notice if someone was. Yeah, I mean, somebody pointed out I was I wasn't watching the weigh-ins or whatever. But it had to be someone who took a picture. But yeah, I then do, looked I, at the I picture think, and I, then seen it. Steve, I do think Manimal is Manimal is right though. I think it was a a misdirection because he did was like this. It did so not. So look, seem... my hands are not on the towel. You know, he's kind of like it is. That's crazy. No, it's misdirection. It looked misdirection. So dramatic. Yeah, yeah. And it was was funny. So everybody's concentrated. Well, his hands aren't on the towel. It seemed very practiced. It wasn't something that uh, that was the first time they did it. It was executed. And Franco told me in wrestling, the trick is that they uh, like your buddy stands behind you and lifts up your ass cheek, and that that takes like a pound or two Mm -hmm. off. Well, there's that. You know. We do want to look at the scale in a naga. We look at the scale. Put your finger right on the table. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Every ounce counts. Manimal found a way. Hey, we're gonna do some feedback. Feedbacks at mmaandbeyond.com. Uh, you could also uh, reach us individually. Uh, you can reach Ray Longo. Ray Longo MMA. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Manimal, where could they reach you, sir? You know what? I think I'm done with that. I think I'm going to go into hibernation. All right. Winter's coming. Right. I think maybe I'm going to take down all my social media, and I'm just going to go live in a cave. Uh, we'll right. pick the show back up in April. Okay. After hibernation season's and over. And, Doc, how can they find you? <laughs> Easiest way is through you right guys. On. Okay. <laughs> through, through our stuff. Yes. Um, and I'm Steve Marable. You could, again, MMAandBeyond.com. You can reach us through there as well. Um, we, we went through some of these. Uh how about Che? Che says, "Do you do you do a Corey Anderson versus Reyes for number one contender, or let them both get a shot?" Uh, man, I, I I tell you what, I think that's not a bad idea. I think the the number one contender, the winner of that fight, is guaranteed a shot. Mm-hmm. I, that wouldn't mm-hmm. be bad. Yeah, is I, anyone I like in that. line for a shot now, though? I don't think there's anybody else, man. Dominic Reyes, Corey Anderson wants a shot. Uh, yeah, I, I think let them both have a shot because that division's sparse. If you make them kill each other off, then John Jones is only going to have one fight next year. 
Yeah, but if you do it the other way, then one guy's got to wait a long time. Is and one guy fighting? has to wait a long you time. You know what I mean? They pick up Corey another Anderson. fight. That, it that, depends. That really establishes the, the true number one contender. It would establish a true number yeah. one contender, but then it would kill two fights. Like, it would kill John Jones defending against two top guys. But one guy would have to wait. Yeah, you'd have to wait like... You'd have to, one guy would have to wait. Yeah, you'd have yeah to wait that, his that could be a problem. Which could be a problem for a guy that wants to stay active right. and keep his momentum Something going. Because Corey Anderson looks time. great. Yeah, he looked right. He looked great. He, he I looked mean, phenomenal. I was really impressed because normally he's not a power puncher, but he he cracked yeah. him and then stayed on him. Smart, stayed on him. No, no, smart fight, yeah. and it pats off. Man, he I think he came to fight, man. And he I think he made a statement that he needed to make. Because he came out saying that the UFC said he doesn't move the dial enough to get a title shot. So, I think he's, he moved the dial that night. Well, if, and if you're going to do it, do it in front of that crowd, in front of those eyeballs. Uh, I'll be interested to see what the numbers are as far as pay-per-view. Um, it was a really solid card. And it, and it delivered. Solid top to bottom. And it delivered. There's a lot already the, the next day. There's a lot of uh, social media because there were so many opportunities for highlights and snippets and it was it was a really good card it'll be interesting to see uh how they do it hey did you guys see that uh this push to support uh walt harris is uh, uh looking for his stepdaughter i saw he pulled out of what fight it's, did he... it's heartbreaking no i, I gotta tell you man definitely look as a father with two daughters that is really gut-wrenching and i and I got to tell you, one of the more personable guys you'll meet, Steve. What a nice guy. Always says hello. I mean, my heart re- really, really goes out to that guy. He's a, what a, just a nice guy. And I love watching him fight. Man, he's got great hands. And uh, again, as a father, man, I, I got to tell you, man, that's, that that's a rough one, man. Gut-wrenching and completely understandable that he dropped out of UFC on ESPN 7 as main event because his, uh, this search for his missing stepdaughter continues. Good news is that the, the reward money uh, has surpassed $100,000. Uh, and, of course, please dial, uh, call 911 if you have em- any information uh, on the whereabouts of Anaya Blanchard. Uh, Alabama governor to Dana White to John Jones, uh, anonymous Hollywood families, uh, uh, Ali, uh, so many people contributing uh, thousands and thousands of dollars to this. And of course, uh, and anything that can help uh, find out what what's, what the location of an A is. Uh, so again, if you have any information or you want to pass this along, uh, it's endlessly posted on the UFC. Of course, Walt Harris's uh, uh, social media uh, picture and information on there. I think it's been about a week or so. Um, so, you know, time is time is of the essence when it comes to these things. But it's really great to see the MMA community uh, get together uh, for this as Manimal rubs his head on the microphone while I'm saying this. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh no! I'll just take the uh, microphone off and rub my head with it instead of rubbing my head on the microphone. Just take it off. Well, he figured that out. Yeah. Wow. Man, I'm not even tripping. Tonight I'm sober. Can you uh, fucking imagine? Yeah, I think we're going back too fucking sober. We, de- we, we got to go back to. We're definitely going back to tripping next we, week. We yeah. got a trip next week. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to get. Oh fuck. I I do have alpha brain now. At least I'm on it. Oh boy. O-N-N-I-T, onit.com slash MMA Beyond. Um, we actually have uh, reached reached out to Onit to, to uh, try and comp- contribute to their stuff as well. So Onit's been sponsoring the show since day one. And uh, as the show grows, we want to help out Onit as well. So we're going to be contributing to Onit as they also uh, contribute to us. Uh, Dana White's Contender Series is launching an Asia edition in 2020. Uh, more news, uh, Alpha Kat Zingano signs a multi-fight deal with Bellator. According to multiple sources, she'll debut at 145. Ray, is this... Well, evidently, what? Steve, uh, you said, said something that was hysterical. Hilarious. Let's, what uh, happened? Let's, uh, What's going on, Let's buddy? tune into the man and we'll see what was so funny about that. 145, I don't want to fight her, Ray. 
I don't want to be an intergender champion. I'm not going the intergender champion route. He didn't disappoint, Steve. I'm not going high and not high. He brought it back to himself. So wait a minute. So what you're saying, Steve, what he's saying on MMA and beyond, let me just get to you don't want to fight Kat Zingano. Right. He's making it I'm not going down that road. And Can I tell you something? Oh, yeah, might as well. Yeah, This has been very disturbing. I heard about there's like an MMA fighter who was – Previously, a guy that then transitioned to a girl has been fighting MMA, but like, first of all, no one just wants to, starching chick. Yeah, but then like she broke like some girl's skull. I think this is uh, you got to draw the line at the intergender championships. Let them. You got maybe you could have a trans division where it's like anything goes. But if you, but I mean, there's there's a division for a reason. You know, you never see it happen the other way. Uh, someone that was a girl become a guy and then fight guys. Or want to play guy sports, you only see it the other way because it gives you an advantage. In powerlifting, too, you have these trans uh, things doing powerlifting competitions and breaking girls' records. They're not breaking girls' records. Of course, they're breaking girls' records because they're fucking dudes. Sick. So like, sick. 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 Like, sick. Sorry. This has been on my mind. It has been it, on it, your it, mind. Yeah. Yeah. mind. Now, is I'm it upset about the fighting now? thing. Yeah, because the yeah. fighting thing just doesn't make any sense. If somebody's transgender and they've transitioned completely and they've been on hormones for more than two years, which is then the data suggests that you actually lose that advantage, right? You lose the, well, the normal aggressiveness that's associated with testosterone and the muscle mass actually reverts. Tell so, it to that so then why, are they, so so then why not, do they go this way and then start breaking powerlifting <laughs> records when they were previously? I don't know if the rules in powerlifting are the same, but I'm telling you for, for certain combat of sports gotcha. that that's the case. And in fact, over time, to being on female hormones actually puts people at a disadvantage because uh, the estrogen uh, has effects long term. So then, what do you on, think when they go into like powerlifting and then they're just juicing up anyway? So well, what? you'd need to be testing people to see whether or not they're cheating on that that front. Or okay, and then what on. about the girl? And is she just like is he? There are just, other trans. There are other transgender fighters who fought, right? In, in I guess past, it happens Fal- in Thailand Fal- all the time. Fox, Fal- Fox, right? yeah. I was going to say it happens in Thailand all the time. So, yeah. So, I think to blanketly state that is is incorrect. Thank you for calling me on that, Doc. You're but welcome. I'm still going to say I don't want to see that shit. Well, back to yeah. someone who was never a man nor juiced up. Congrats to Kat Zingano. <laughs> Congrats, Kat Zingano. <laughs> it'll, it'll be fun to see her in deal. Listen. I think Bellator will take care of her the right way. And Cat, Cat, don't worry, uh, Manimal, you won't be fighting Manimal you won't be in fighting your Bellator Manimal. debut. I hope not, yeah. Um, I, I follow mean, I hope her don't, on, on social backstage. media. She's resilient. <laughs> she's uh, she's strong-willed and, and uh, I, you know, I like you wish, yeah, yeah, you wish people the best. Last fight. Yeah, th- you wish she had people that the eye best. poke from Megan Anderson, yeah. the, the toe eye poke. Yeah. But they made that a TKO. But if, I, but if you got poked in the eye with a finger, I, I don't know, it's weird. But she had that weird laceration yeah. from the from the toe, the toe. Yeah. and then they made that a TKO. I don't know. I guess could you have made that a no contest? Or do you think the TKO is that's just the way it is? <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a ref. I don't call those things. I call the injuries. <laughs> no, no. I'm just thinking like no, what, no, what makes if some Megan no Anderson would have held her foot at a Gano <laughs> with a toes pointed at a ride, they would have deducted a point. <laughs> Seriously, Steve, get me the fuck out of here. No, really, I can't take any more. I got to go. Let's go. We got to wrap it up, man. No, seriously. I want to point out that the Canelo fight uh, that that happened after the UFC, they waited for the UFC to be be over first. Um, Canelo wins against Kovalev and the 11th round knockout. Canelo's expected payout is $35 million. Wow. Now, let me tell you something, man. What a what a big win for Canelo, man. He started out as like one thirty five. That guy, and that was this was like I mean, he looked like half the size of Kovalev. I can't believe he won that fight. And late, so I mean, that's that's where that stamina kicks in, and if yeah. you can still hit hard late, no, no, that's a that's a huge win. There were people saying that Canelo was going to get like killed for real. Turns out, Canelo. What you going to say, man? You were going to say something. Oh, that Kovalov had been looking good also. Uh, but I seen the fight. It was a good, 
I saw the fr- first couple of rounds. I thought Kovalev was definitely winning, mm-hmm. right? But then I was I was and on the train coming back, so I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, and then uh, Alvarez started coming on strong. Yeah. Does anybody know what the scorecards were up until um, that point? I'd love to know that. Mm. Oh um, no, you know what? No, I don't. Not I, sure, but how does it work that Canelo Alvarez is signed that all his fights are on the zone? Because that means no, that you signed a contract with the zone. I understand, but then yeah. doesn't that mean all your opponents' fights have to be on the zone also? So, like, let's say yeah. you're signed to fight, right? Right, Canelo Alvarez. All right. Well, what if I signed a contract with ESPN Plus or whatever? Yeah, probably. Oh, I then mean, who's going to get to show the fight? Do we both share the? There'll have to, to be some sort of negotiation. Right. Just I'm like just curious were, how this is going to work because you could, see and, where this is and going. It could be yeah. that you they sign never a fight. fight, believe it or not. Well, like they, it used to happen. Yeah, they could never fight. So you had not, HBO fighters and Showtime fighters. But if the money, right? If the money's right, though, they'll they'll get it together. They'll find a way, right? So you think that will have like the zone fighters will just fight the zone fight? Like if you're signed to the zone, you'll try to just make sure you always fight other guys that. Well, it inspires free agency, and that's that's what happens with these niche niche things. Like you're seeing UFC Fight Pass as they they stood to evolve. So UFC Fight Pass started out really strong, and then hit some sort of stagnancy, and and um, and then now now when they signed ESPN Plus, you kind of wondered, okay, so what happens now? Is just UFC Fight Pass kind of just a library of old fights? But look, they evolved again. UFC doing really well with business Darwinism. They're evolving. And so now not only are they going to be the, the new home to the LFA, but they're going to have more content, more shows, more original shows like Net, like, uh, not, uh, yeah, like Netflix started doing, Hulu started doing, all these original shows a UFC Fight Pass is doing as well. So what that does for the, for the independent contractors where you're talking about boxing, you're starting to see boxers like, oh, wait. Do I try to just do my fights on YouTube? Do I try to do this and maybe not sign these long contracts unless you're like a Canelo and someone like the Zone gives you an obscene amount of money per no, I mean, well, I think I, Canelo signed, he signed a three hundred million dollar yeah. deal. Like he, that. Yeah. And he still gets it's paid like for his fights, fights yeah. right? Like he still no, gets, no, 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 no. It's just part of the. Yeah, they're saying it's a ten fight deal. That's why they're uh, saying thirty five million. million. Yeah. Gotcha. So they spread it out over the course right. of the fights. They right. just give I think he'll be all right. He'll be all right. I think he'll be okay. Be right. yeah, Three hundred mil wasn't a signing bonus. Gotcha. But uh, what do you think? Would Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal, if they did it on YouTube, they would have made more money? Like, think about it. Those guys, like Jake Paul and them, yeah, they made crazy money. Just they made like eleven million dollars. Yeah, like they didn't make eleven I million think, dollars. But Steve, eleven million at ten dollars a shot. I think it was. Yeah. I mean, these guys, those two guys, put this on for forty or fifty bucks. I say they're killing, crushing it. Oh, 100%. crushing it! You want to rent out the garden? What the fuck you think that costs? So wh- to throw a fight, it gotta cost two mil to throw that fight. To rent out the garden? Well, between renting out the garden and yeah. getting your production, production crew, that yeah, 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 it gotta cost two mil to run that event, at least. Uh, that's a little high, but I think. Okay, but I'm not. I'm not too far off. Yeah. Want to say I'm a half mil off? Still, yeah, it's a lot. And then these guys could have filmed this in the gym. And did five rounds and made $11 million. Like, where was Jake Paul and them doing it? How much did it cost them to put that fight together? <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad so, we do have video. No, really? Hey, yeah. folks, if you want to participate Steve, with Steve, the show. Steve, I'm holding you responsible for this. I, I, so does I, this I, mean I have to get high next time? Is this like This means this that you, no? two things have to happen. Guys, I need feedback. I have How's to my performance tonight? Remember the audience when I set up these, these seats. I have to figure out a better way to to be able to film this while at the same time uh, being able Stay to back. control the movie. Well, for suggestion, how about just take this same lineup, but Manimal has to face the, <laughs> the other way. No, sir, he doesn't even look at us. He just oh, face the octagon. Yeah, face the octagon. Oh, that'd be fascinating. That would be yeah, good. that'd be no? interesting. Yeah, that I could really be uh, half in my own world. People, seriously, if you want to. Listen to like, the man. He like you how better, you better have good feedback. How Howard show. Stern had Robin just in a different room in a different booth yeah. all yeah, together. <laughs> yeah, Ray just doesn't <laughs> want to be next to me. Yeah. You get enough of me during the week, Ray. Folks, if you want to participate with the show, you can check out MMAandBeyond.com. If you want to support the show and, and while also refining, improving, and enhancing your own life, check out onit.com slash MMABeyond. They are a health and wellness juggernaut. So many things, not just supplements. 
not just clothing, not just exercise equipment, not just information with countless experts, uh, but uh, they have all of that stuff. It's a whole world at Onnit. Check out Onnit.com slash MMA Beyond. Also, if you already use Onnit products, if you already uh, recognize their incredible uh, supplements and the products that they have, make sure you save some money using promo code MMA Beyond. Also, give us a five-star rating. You can check out Ray Longo at Ray Longo MMA. Manimal will be in a cave. The doc wants you to contact us directly. You can reach me at Steve Maraboli. Uh, and you can also hear Ray on the Anakin Florian podcast. Uh, really interesting seeing uh, John Attic's reaction to when Gillespie uh, got hit. They had a great camera on those guys, on Anik and Rogan and, and them, and, and what a surprise when that when that came. I guess they were right there, so Gillespie uh, almost came through the fence right in front of them. Uh, so uh, should be a great conversation tomorrow. Ray, thank you, Ray, for enduring this setup today. I appreciate it. It's <laughs> over an hour. You you. He, he found a crack. He found it. He came right and through. He exploited man. It. That's right. Doc, he exploited thank you so much tonight. for coming on. It's always a pleasure having you, uh, having you on and your expertise. Thanks and, for having me. And I really appreciate it, folks. This is MMA and Beyond. We'll catch you next time.